Now, in 2011, uh, the Premier of KZN, Dr. Zwelim Kiza, said that when we talk about women's rights, some men think that this means the emasculation or the disempowerment of men. This is not true because all nations that prosper can only achieve this through mutual respect and the working together of both men and women. And this is why today we are having this conversation. We are not having this conversation to give excuses to bad behavior that comes from either gender, but we are having this conversation so that we can give the males a voice in our society and understand where they come from. To talk to us today, like I said earlier on, we've got legendary um, Mr. Patrick Shire, founder and managing director of Kulumandota. He's an actor, director, motivational speaker, and concept developer, writer, and director. And we also have Billy Silikane, an author, inspirational keynote speaker, facilitator, and businessman. He's the executive chairman of Billy Silikane Group. Thank you very much for joining us, Patrick Shire and uh, Billy Silicon. Hey, thank you very much, Patricia. How are you? Kashai, how are you, Tate? Hey, Oshapuju, I'm Billy. Good man. Thank you to be sharing this platform with you. And thank you for the invite. Uh, Patricia, thank you so much. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's beautiful to have both of you um, here with us on Late Night Conversations. We're talking about something that society usually shuns away from having discussions about. We are so um, um, pro-anti-gender-based violence, but when we are looking at gender-based violence, it's always um, skewed to the perspective of the female. Today, we want to look at where men stand in society. I'd like to start with you, Billy Silikane. You're a father, um, you are um, a, a man in society. What has your experience being a man in society um, taught you? Well, uh, you know, Patricia, it, it's quite, uh, when you look at men, we should be specifically saying African men in the context of South Africa. Now, if you look at us, South African men, especially in my generation, we grew up in a time when our fathers were separated from us. And most of the time, we had to learn from our uncles and sometimes, sadly, on the street level. So those kind of separation experiences where you were, you were given this macho outlook that you are strong, you must be a provider, you must not cry, you know, those kind of stereotypes deprived us of the essence of understanding our manhood. And, and therefore, we, we, had, we had gone through a lot of uh, trial and error as, as men coming up in society where sadly we focused on the part of provision more than anything else. And again, it goes back to the fact that we come from deprived society. So most of the time, our story was a man is going to be measured by his ability to provide for his family. And that provision was based on material things and nothing else. Whenever There was never a conversation about providing support, loving, you know, talking and mentoring and all those things we're discovering now after a lot of mistakes have been committed by other men before us. It's only now that there's an awakening where the narrative says that provision that we were told to do was not a means to its end. There are other aspects of our lives which we're unable to show up with because we were not taught to show up in that way. However, with, pet, with people like Ndadeshai and, and me getting into this space and a good guy called Craig, uh, Craig Wilkinson, who's, who's a, he's called himself a dead coach, has written a book about fatherhood. We are now beginning to, to unpack the essence of manhood holistically, not from the provision perspective only. Now, I'd like you to please come in, uh, Patrick, uh, and let's talk about uh, the foundation that you run, Kulumandota. Kulumandota is mainly looking at the men and their, their plight in society. 
would you say that you also have share the same sentiment as uh, Upili saying that men, um, they don't really have a full understanding of manhood because of our, hist- our history? Yes, history has played a major, major role in how <clears throat> we are defined as men in South Africa. And trying to solve a modern-day 21st century democratized men we, without looking into the makeup, how, how history engineered us, how history you know, took away from uh, especially a black man, his dignity, his self-love. It's going to be very, very difficult because we'll be clutching at straws to say this is the kind of a man we want in the 21st century. That's number one. Number two, it's that uh, in the new dispensation, a lot of focus was, was on the rights of women, and women were taught what is right and what is wrong, what to, what to expect from society. So they were being redirected and repositioned, and their narrative was being rescripted. And men and young boys were left behind. And, and I don't know how, as society, we expected to have a society that was equal to uh, treating each other with, with equality. And I can very much be, you know, and the point that I want to make is that everybody is making a call for, for men uh, to be men. And nobody is making a call for men to first be human beings, to be able to respond to human issues, human relationships from a human being perspective. But we, we, nobody's making that call. Um, we are engineered to look at the world as men. Um, and the only time we speak of men, it's when we speak of men in, in the bad taste, when there's been a rape, a, 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 a woman murdered, a woman assaulted, when we come to, you know, gender-based violence calendar dates, then we profile, we tell those stories of men, and there are lots of good men who are doing a lot of good things, who are human beings, who in them we can begin to role model Majida and men in South Africa. We hardly hear of good men such as that uh, the legendary Kefa Semina and 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 how he has survived. You know, the Tory times, the apartheid, being abroad and coming back and still being with his wife in the music industry. The only time we tell a story of a black man in South Africa is from a perspective of violence. And we are in a very subtle way. Maybe we call it subliminally. That's what we are promoting. Because the more we project the negative, we leave society with nothing else to hold on to. These young boys, they grow up thinking it is the right thing to do. You know, post, put a big banner at any intersection of, um, of, of something that is bad. It's going to be more popular than, 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 than the good story that comes out in a, little, in a little newspaper. But also I want to say the role of the media, modeling, I sharp, Aishab, we are a tabloid people, and we are also always looking at what is wrong that we can say about black people and black families, and black men in particular. Uh, a lot of our papers, we're not talking about men or writing about men 
who are doing such wonderful work. And that's not- why, Ndata Patrick uh, Shai, we are here today on Social Conversations, speaking and allowing the voice of men to be heard. I'd like to invite uh, our listeners to please join in on the conversation. You're a woman, you're at home, you might be raising sons, you you, you might want to um, you know contribute on the conversation, or you might be a father or a brother or even a husband, and you've got a viewpoint on what we are talking about today. Please do join in. Our WhatsApp number is 0614104107 or you can call us on 0891104207 we are also on social media platforms at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Nduli I'd like us uh, to please just go to some voice notes that we have received so that our guests can be able to respond this thing of men and women is complicated and I didn't realize that until a friend of mine brought that conversation and you spoke about that. Some of the things that came that came into my mind like the issue of body shaming. The issue of body shaming is not tackled the same way uh, as it is done uh, to, 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 to women, you know. When a woman is, 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 is body shamed, like for example some part of a body that do not seem attractive so, to others, the, the the victims the victim will be will be defended by many people like what we were always experiencing on social media but when when a man is is body shamed you know some a number of people will be defending the victim but many of them will be laughing you know so uh, this thing there is a bias in this thing thank you Hi Patricia, thanks for the program. It's great news uh, to hear how Spoker speaks about men. It is true. Men have good hearts as well. They do care because so many times we just bash them. But it is good to see the good in them as well. Great stuff. Quite refreshing. Thanks. Remember, you can join in on the conversation by calling us on 0891-104-207 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Alternatively, call 011-714-4045. We are speaking to Patrick Shire and uh, Billy Siligane. Now, um, Patrick, uh, you have heard uh, the two voice notes, the body shaming. Let's start with that. When men are being body shamed, no one takes it seriously. So that means, to a certain degree, men are in the shadows of society when it comes to injustices. Yeah, I mean, that is so true. I mean, that we know where, where, where that comes from. We are socialized as young boys growing up to say men don't cry, men are tigers and all of that. We are never allowed to show pain, to show, uh, you know, that we are, you know, the side of us that is of the same heart and the same feelings. Uh, uh, you, you know, a, a story of a man who was killed or brutally murdered. It's a short, it's a, it's a one-liner. It doesn't make headlines. And when it is a woman, it becomes a big story. Let me just divert a little bit. Now. There's a, there's a girl who was killed. I think in a lady Letoba, and something remarkable happened. And I, I, I hope, I trust that I'm correct. Uh, but what happened was. The family of the boy who killed the girl, they actually took their son and handed him to the police. That was never a big story. You know, here's a father who says, my son is killed, a young girl. I'm going to take him myself 
and hand him over to the cops. And that story was never told. So the goodness that men do, um, it's it's never been, uh, it it does not gain media traction. It's not a public thing. And we are saying, what the call that we're making is men's forum and 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 uh, various uh, a plethora of men's uh, programs and forums. We are saying we want to see families taking a responsible position for the actions of their sons. When this young girl was killed and raped in in Dobsonville just recently, uh, during the uh, the offset of the onset year year lockdown. I, I posted and posted and posted and said, somebody must have seen this. Some family, you know that your son arrived at home on that night at such and such a time, and his demeanor must have changed. So please do the right thing as a family member. Observe your son. And if there is some oddity with his behavior, you must question him because he might just be one of the boys that raped and killed this young little girl. So, yes, there is a lot that Majita are doing, but I think I want to focus on, maybe we should have a discussion on this family that took their son, who killed the student at Tivet in Belkom, and handed him over to the police. Why was it not such a big story? Well, we cannot answer for the entire media platform, but what we are doing today is making sure that we are talking about the good things that men are doing in society, but also talking about restoring their role, if their role has been stolen. I'd like to bring in uh, Billy here. Billy, can we talk about whose responsibility is it to teach young boys and men how to behave in society, to give them the the standing um, that they they deserve, to make sure that they don't dissolve in the in, in the shadow of females, because right now we have spoken about history, we have spoken about uh, females being put forward in business and society, and that meant men uh, dissolving in the shadows of females. So whose responsibility is it to tell a young boy, to tell a young man, to tell a grown-up man that this is your role, this is your responsibility, this is who you are in society? Of course, Patricia, it has to be the role of a man. So what me and Craig uh, came up with, you know, I I keep saying, and, and I keep saying this, and seems like people don't really understand what I'm saying. Now, the role of man, we should look at it at a greater societal role. And the fascinating thing, or the saddest thing about South Africa, is we are not a defined nation. What does it mean to be South African? What are the mm. values that we hold dear? Mm. If me and Patrick are having a disagreement, what are the ways that I'll say to him, that I'll say, Patrick, what you've just said, is un-South African. We don't have that. We have not defined the nationhood. And now, Patrick spoke about the fact that the media is not reporting the good stories. Who owns the media? The media is still owned by the same people that have oppressed us for many, many years. So what stories do you think these people would want to see? They would want to see the stories that says black men are ruthless, black men kill their wives, black men are abusive. Now we've got the FABC, which is a state-owned entity, which, if you look at the whole world, all state-owned entities push the agenda of that nation. Go to, to the UK, uh, BBC. pushes the British narrative, the British story, the British psyche, and the British society. We don't have that in South Africa. It is the responsibility of us as men, me and Patrick and others, to become mentors to the younger men in our society and teach them what kind of role they need to take in society. However, that becomes even 10 times more difficult because the nationhood of South Africa is undefined. I'll give an example. The 24th of, of September is supposed to be National Heritage Day, isn't it? 
We're supposed to be celebrating each other's heritage. It has been hijacked. It's now called Pride Day. So the media, which is owned by these people, I'm not going to mention, are now calling the 24th of September, which is Heritage Day. They are now calling it Pride Day. So our heritage is not important. Let's try and get drunk because that's the narrative that they're pushing. Mm. So we, 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 we as a nation, and, and it pains my heart because we keep apologizing. We are such an apologetic people. We need to define what it means to be a South African. A liberated South African, a South African society that has both men and women, young and old, who have a set of values that governs the behavior. And out of those set of values, then you can have a specific mantra or a specific code for men and a specific code for women. Because it takes two to tango. It's not a one-sided story. I'd so, like us to go to Crystal Madadiela um, yeah. uh, and hear what she has to say. Crystal, thank you very much for holding for oh, us. Thank you very much, Crystal. You can go ahead. Yes, yeah, yes. No, man, you know, I'm very happy now that there's no one who actually spoke about women when you're supposed to talk about men because when there's a time or a show that seeks to talk about men and their needs, they are always speaking as to how men should be to women. So it is good that you are now talking about men's problems because men have so many problems. You know, men have, uh, are the most people in trouble right now. Tra- drugs, killing, in jail, mm-hmm. everything like that. And then there is now this thing that uh, this uh, modern society wants to do to men, which is to feminize them. And masculinity is made to be seen as if it's something that is bad. That's why people mostly talk about toxic masculinity. Of which, that is not bad. Men must be men. Men must be strong. And uh, being strong as a man should not be toned down. You know, they, they, they are toning it down to make it... Explain uh, something to know. me here, Crystal. Explain something yes. to me. When you're saying men must be strong, is, yes. is that a strong within or is that strong a, 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 in the way that they act and treat other people? They must be strong within and even without... They must be strong. They must be ambitious. That is the strongest, uh, the, str- the strength I'm talking about. They must be ambitious. You know, males, we always want to succeed. We, we are competitive. We, 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 even in athletics and even in terms of success generally. And even without, in terms of physical strength, men, you always want to be the strongest man. And that should not be taken as something that is negative. But you then must how, be strong. Crystal, That's how? why people go to gym. If you talk about the external strength, that's why people go to gym and then they want to be strong. So that must not be made to look bad. And then now you you, you are made to feel that you are bad when you are strong like that. And even inside, you know, men must not be feminized, of which I think that is what this modern society wants to do. They want to feminize men and then masculinity. They're describing it as uh, toxic masculinity, of which those are bad tendencies. And I think those comrades there, they must talk around. Thank you very much, Crystal, for your viewpoint. Um, I hear, I think it's uh, Patrick that was uh, chuckling there, um, <laughs> based on the femininity of men. <laughs> <laughs> look, look uh, you know, Palisa, and I'm sure we'll, we'll all agree, in, in every man there's a woman, and in every woman, every woman there's a man, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you know. 
so society, I think, I think the gentleman is right that uh, the, the way we are made to look at each other, we want to compartmentalize ourselves and say, I'm a man because of these values that I have and all of that and this and that. Yes, we'll have different strengths and, and we will need each other to strengthen our weaknesses. So I, I want to believe that with me, from the point of, of when, when I met my Damascus experience, when I changed from being the violent person that I was the abuser to being this person that I am today, I see to one thing, to, to be a human being who would look at my partner, would look at my family, would look at the things that I've done that were wrong and have a human approach to them. And once you have a human approach to challenges, you are then able to develop uh, um, responses that are very humane, uh, that are not by, you know, by standards, I a man must do this, man must not do that. I cried quite a lot in my in my journey towards self. The conversations that I had, even today, even when I speak, sometimes you know I get to find meaning to some of the things that beset society. I don't cry because men have done this and that. I cry because there are certain things that society is is doing that 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 impedes total transformation in your society and that for me it's the biggest challenge i also say and and i think billy lee craig and all of us we agree on that that um that then you know a man must never be defined by material a man must never be defined by material we continue to make this judgment which is wrong to say men must provide now in the days of today when most of the men are unemployed does that mean we have diminished their role because they cannot provide they are not working half every time you walk in the streets every corner there are young boys and men sitting around are we beginning to look at issues like women empowerment is it constitutional to 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 yeah to come up with these things that do not promote family values togetherness the values that 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 we speak of for hey, yeah, as, as men as a family what is it that we are promoting you know, what Pat, is our culture what is this and that it's all too well to say know, let us mm. let us redress issue and the status of men you know that Patrick, is important you know, Patrick, as you speak about provide, I think that's where we need to start uh, de- defining what do we mean by provide. Is the provision only a materialistic provision like uh, Billy was saying earlier on? Or is it providing security, providing uh, safety, providing uh, uh, comfort? And, and maybe that's what society needs to... I think we, might, we are looking at a variety of men in mm. terms of the calls that are made more magical. You cannot provide, yes. Uh, even emotionally, an unemployed man has no voice in his house, has no voice in his family. A man who cannot put bread on the table loses his status as a father, you know, because we are so material. We are so material driven. There is no woman on the planet Earth an unemployed guy. No one. <laughs> Patrick, let's give, let's give Billy an opportunity to just uh, breathe there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, guys, uh, we have come up with what we call the six virtues of a South African man. So what are the six things that South African men need to do to really show up differently? The first one, he says, 
men must use their strength for good, you know. And this strength means a lot of things. It can be physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength. We must use that for good instead of bad. That's the first virtue. The second virtue is we must nurture our field. Every man has got a field around him. It can be the field of a family, the field of a job, the field of leadership. You must nurture that field. You must be outstanding. Don't be corrupt. Don't cut corners. Be outstanding. Be a good role model. The third one is be defined by your character, not by your material possessions. Because society is driving this. You must have a car. You must have this. No. We must, make, we must push men to be men of character. That's the third one. The fourth one, we need to cultivate a band of brothers. As men, we need to find spaces to talk and be vulnerable to each other and open up to each other so that we can help each other. Because no other man, no other person understands our pain more than us as men. So that's the fourth one. The fifth one is our responsibility to mentor the next generation. We must make sure that the young boys that are in Tembisa and Gatlihong in Atchersville understand these virtues and they live by them. And lastly, we must make sure that in anything and everything that we do, our sole aim must be to leave this world a better place than we found it. In all aspects, environmentally, in relationships, in business, in leadership, in public service, in whatever role that society has bestowed upon us, it must be our responsibility to make sure that we leave behind a very powerful legacy that can then impact generations to come. Well, uh, just uh, to close off, uh, has the role of men been dilapidated in, so- in society, yes or no, from both you gentlemen? We'll start with Patrick Shai. Um, yes, the role of men has been diminished in society. There are too much, uh, too many expectations. Men is being engineered to fit into the feminist world or that perspective, and it cannot be right. Thank you so very much, Patrick uh, Shire, for joining us there. Billy uh, Silikane, has the men role in society been diminished? Yes or no? Because I think we are creating a narrative of us against them. We are, we are creating a narrative that says there's women against men. We must create the narrative of humanity. How does humanity embrace each other based on our different genders and be able to coexist? But as we are at the moment, yes, there's been a very strong drive towards womanhood, and that has made men feel a little bit left out, and that is a problem in itself. Thank you so very much, Billy Silagane. We are we're talking about the role of men in society. Have men lost their role in society? And the WhatsApps are really thick and fast coming in. And I think uh, after the news with Zolaga Kodashe, we will come back and read those uh, voice notes and WhatsApp.